0: Blog TALK RADIO
1: You're listening to LGBTQ America. My name is Brandon Carmody. We want to welcome our listeners in the United States and around the world. This week in history, Americans went to the polls and an unprecedented and unexpected move Mr. Donald Trump was elected as the 45th President of the United States in the many hours and days since this historic event. Uh, There have been protests around the country, including right here in my hometown of Portland, Oregon, which has put Portland in both the national and international news in the Donald Trump controversy. So I decided to go and do live coverage for LGBTQ America and Gay News Radio on Friday night, And I just want to give you a little preview of what um, types of announcements I heard directly from the Portland police. Here's a little preview. But so if you can't make it out there, they're saying uh, you'll be subject to arrest. Um, you're violating the law at that point. Now, uh, I noticed when I arrived that the standard media, your local Portland media, had sort of taken the high ground. And there was actually a moment in my mind where I looked at it. I'm like, oh, they chose that spot so they can dash. They They chose a spot where they can just grab their cameras and their tripods and just get behind something, get behind an ATM or whatever. This was my first time. So I was unprepared for the events that happened next. Moving on to a second clip here. So just a few feet away from me, while I was live streaming for Gay News Radio, I witnessed a protester light a Molotov cocktail and hurl it directly at the Portland police, which directly hit them. And now in the second clip, I want you to listen to the mayhem that ensued as soon as that Molotov cocktail hit the cops right in front of my face. Here we go. Dogs got him! Oh, 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 oh,
2: oh, oh, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. Holy shit. Oh, no. No, no,
0: no, no. no. Oh. Damn it. Son of a bitch.
4: Oh, okay, folks. Okay, folks, I saw exactly what happened. One
1: person that was a few feet out here threw some type of uh projectile at the foremost. It looked like it was on fire, and then about half the crowd came running at me. Okay. However,
4: I should note, I am standing my ground. now my battery dies, I will not stand down. This is history in the making, folks. The Portland police did not return fire. They stood their ground.
1: Okay, there we are, folks. Again, this is history in the making. Everything that's going on right now. So we're going to bring in our panel. Um, Let me uncheck some microphones here. Um, Joining us on the phone right now for a panel discussion on our very first episode of LGBTQ America. Let's go around the room. Uh, We have Rob Watson on the line. Rob, are you there?
3: I am here. How are you doing?
1: Welcome, Mr. Watson. Always glad to speak with you, sir.
3: Great to be here.
1: Uh, Roddy Biggs is uh, on the line. Is that correct? Yes. Hello, Roddy. Good to speak with you. And also, uh, Doug Bennett. Doug, can you hear us as well?
2: I'm here, Brandon.
1: Hello, everyone. Okay. Hello. Uh, Doug, I want to start with you. So you were there uh, with me in that crowd. So uh, will you share with our listeners and just give us some feedback? Um, what, What was your description of that? Event. what was the scene like for you and you left right before those grenades went off so uh, what was your instinct What what uh, why did you decide to leave right at that moment I uh, ran out of battery
2: uh, my phone oh, went dead okay. I was so I would have posted the same uh, event had I not uh, lost my battery and uh, so uh, I I'm guilty of taking Brandon up to the front line and uh and I exposed him to do all that danger but I I I took Brandon up there after I explained to him exactly what the Portland police would say before they made any sort of advance and sadly it looks like uh the uh the um uh protesters and and I like to qualify with my view of the bad protesters uh, initiated uh, violence first and uh, so I didn't take Brandon
1: up there for that no that's that's totally fair brother and um like I said you know i I knew when things were going south, you know, it was like when I saw that guy throw the Molotov cocktail in slow motion, you heard me like, no, 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 this has been peaceful up to this point. Um, uh, We have one more panelist joining. We have one more panelist I want to bring in. Hello, Colleen. Hey. All right. We have a great group here. So um, basically I just want to go around the room real quick. Um, First of all, uh, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, everyone, and, um, what was your reaction to this unprecedented election?
0: My first initial reaction when uh, I found out Donald Trump had won the, um, the presidency, I'd, I, was, I was watching the whole thing on Google Live, some, some Google Live update about it. And I, at the time, I didn't feel concerned because it, it was the presidency. And either way, someone was going to win. And for me, worrying about it was not going to change that outcome because I had a feeling there were other things that were that, that needed to be worried about other than who was going to be president. And um, the next day, that, that became real clear to me. Yeah, uh, clearly,
1: with uh, protests happening in, you know, six to ten major cities every day since, right?
0: Exactly. And then um, hearing stories about a lot of people uh, starting feeling more comfortable to be physically vocal about how they feel with, you know, a a lot of things that are generally frowned upon in polite society. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move a little bit quickly here, folks, since we do have a short broadcast. Ruddy, what was your reaction to the Donald Trump, uh, you know, election win?
5: Absolutely heart wrenching. I worked so hard, like many of us, to ensure Hillary the win, and from election night, I knew from an early point that it wasn't gonna go well. Watching the states come in. And then when I saw that Trump had secured Pennsylvania and it was over and a lot of the community is absolutely shattered. I know from being a college student, walking on the college campus the day after, no one was talking. Everyone was just walking through the halls and not interacting with each other and... It's gonna take a long time to get any community to talk to each other again. People are afraid and terrified of what our nation's come to that we've elected such a device as man to, to office.
1: exactly, brother, and that's that's why um I decided to come out of retirement or hiatus and get our show back in high gear. Thank you. Um Mr. Rob Watson, uh again. So good to speak with you again. Uh, This must be heart-wrenching for you as well. What was your reaction to Donald Trump?
3: Well, it's heart-wrenching, but um, I am completely in action over it. Um, I actually knew this was going to happen the day before the election. Um, I was on the phone with some of my contacts. who were watching the statistical models, and they were giving me information that was saying that um, Hillary was right on the cusp of losing um the press didn't really report it out that way they kind of went with the last model they had but they were they were going to be on the polls and into the statistical model so on election night i was on edge and when i saw what was happening in new hampshire what i saw what was happening in virginia um and then very quickly the swing states were going completely towards trump i knew at that point that it was going to be over um Since then, I've done a show, in fact, I would encourage people to listen to this. We did it last night on Out in Santa Cruz. It can be listened to on ksco.com under recent shows or on Out in Santa Cruz. And I interview uh, Bodie Levesque, who has inside scoop to the Trump administration as to what is the planned things they're going to be doing towards LGBT rights, what they're planning on rolling back and how. Also, what is essentially safe at this point that um, we, we, you know, there's a lot of hysteria going on and um, there's a lot that that is secure. And also, um, a picture of the Trump White House as it is coming together. And that is actually even scarier than a lot of the things people are concerned about. Um, The people who are going to run this country are completely and totally inept and they will be leading huge organizations and everyone who's being picked for top spots are complete pardon the French boneheads and yeah. that can throw the country oh, we, we, we into can things. we can speak
1: our minds here I've got this one set yeah. for explicit we can say what needs to be said it's all good brother <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I know but this, this is I mean this is like almost like a perverse comedy with Sarah Palin in charge of the department, Ben Carson in charge of the department, uh, these are people who have no place in that those roles. They do not know what they're doing. They're they're to say they're going to be ineffectual is an understatement. To say that they're going to do damage to core things in the country um, is is a likelihood. Um, this. This is a very, very scary time, and not just for rights and not just for the discrimination that are definitely going to be the things that this administration is going to pull up and move towards, but just the, the infrastructure of the country is at threat. It is absolutely horrifying. Um, and one last thing, I did put out post-election night um, you know, about the end of progressive um, uh progress in the government that we have seen and laid out a, a call to what I thought was under threat from the vantage point of, of election night and a promise that I am going to be more vocal and more out there than ever. Um, and a final thought, the fact that Hillary Clinton will likely win the popular vote by several million votes is uh, unprecedented yeah. and it is an absolute a bedrock call to action that our system is broken. We have now broken the system where we are not electing the appropriate person by democracy. Our democracy is not being effective. Um, and so those are my, my general thoughts off the top of my head.
1: Okay. Thank you, Rob. I'm, I'm glad to have everyone on the panel. I'm, I'm going to do some more work in around the room here. We've got about 19 minutes left on air um doug coming back to you based on um you know what we've been talking about here where the media polling pundits had basically pinned it on hillary clinton she was already coronated before election night um what are your insights were you surprised by the trump win, or did you see the train coming
2: um no i saw the train coming um i uh, when the Trump win was finally announced, I had just come off the stage, backing Chloe Udell Daily from um, her victory speech, and uh, and Chloe, if people don't know, she's the eighth woman to win a Portland City Council seat. She is um, um, a bookstore owner. Uh, a renter and uh, and it I didn't think there could be anything to dampen the celebration at Chloe's victory speech, but Trump's win really dampened that celebration, i was surprised oh, I bet. <laughs> and, yeah yeah so so uh i I can tell you that I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary. I voted for one of the third party underdogs. And, um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I, I wanted to remember, um, I was at a, I spoke at a, uh, a gathering yesterday called the general assembly. And one of the people brought up that half of the country did not vote for Trump. And, um, and I mentioned that and uh and I got some research uh from a trusted friend who said that the actual number is only nineteen percent of the population because we have so many people who don't vote because they're so disillusioned so the uh, uh so that's a gaping hole for us who actually want to bring change uh the other uh outside the 19% who voted for Trump and and one of the points I'd like to make is that even those who voted for Trump I I think there there was only 10% of what he stood for that they voted on and 90% of what he uh stood for they disagreed with but yet they still pick the lesser of two evils type of situation, which is really sad to see people do, but sometimes we're forced to do that. So uh, there's a large hole uh, of people uh, who don't agree with Trump and uh, and yeah. we can change in
1: that avenue. Okay, very good. Thank you, Doug. Uh, I'm going to come to Colleen next and uh, over to Roddy Biggs. So, Colleen, here is – I'm going to roll a clip really quick, and I want to make sure that we preface this with all sensitivity to the, um, the victim, the gunshot victim from the bridge on Portland from Friday night, but the protest that Doug and I were at, and then you heard the clips of me running from the grenades and everything. So only half an hour after I broke off from the protest and went home, Um, basically there was a shooting on the bridge I want you to listen to a clip from Cameron Witten who is an eyewitness and then we'll get your reaction after the clip
4: Um, I'm out here on Morrison Bridge and uh, we had uh, a shooting that happened, people heard about and I'm with some other folks who were there and saw what happened Um, apparently other folks uh, recognized the shooters as people who had been involved in some of the demonstrations and saw them uh, visibly um, you know, damaging property, tagging things and so people did recognize them for that. Um, I'm safe. Um, the police um, were able to get the license plate so thanks for help with decoding that and uh, the police now have that information. Um, myself and other people, we have been uh, interviewed and uh, I'm out here. And there's not many people still out. Um, people were out here for a while when police um, cleaned out Morrison Bridge. But there's only still about ten or eleven people. Everybody else is going home. It's been a long night. We're all very tired, and I'm uh, really worried.
1: Okay, Colleen. Um, wow, it's really intense. Cameron was an eyewitness to the shooting, and he was live streaming on Facebook. What's your reaction?
0: I'm I'm angry that somebody would feel the need to pull their firearm out of their car and shoot at people. I don't know how someone can feel comfortable just unloading a gun at people. I I don't understand that and I don't think I ever will understand that. Um and I'm I'm sad that that there was someone that got injured. That's Yeah. It's awful, it's terrible. I'm I'm shocked. I'm I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm shocked. That, that, that and this is our hometown. Totally, this totally this is a hometown. I just Portland is generally peaceful.
1: We're on the front page of all the uh, the digital you know newspapers and international stuff right now. Um, okay, so let's get some feedback from around the country. Uh, Roddy Biggs, uh, you're in Tennessee. Um, what is the the temperament and the mood, like uh, in Tennessee right now, surrounding the Donald Trump win. What's going on over there?
5: Like I said, it's heart-wrenching. Last night, there was a group that went down town and protested peacefully. The mayor of Knoxville has put out a statement, pretty much apologizing for what's happened to our nation and saying that the city of Knoxville does not condone the Trump presidency. And that Knoxville is going to continue to be a diverse and welcoming place. But at the same time, everyone's got to recover. And it's really hard because the state of Tennessee did vote for Trump, but Knoxville as a whole was more a Hillary Clinton supporter. So it's kind of a state divisiveness too because very few cities in Tennessee actually wanted. Hillary to win. So we've got that going on too. And people are really afraid to even speak their mind in Knoxville because there's so much going on.
1: Okay. So uh, I have in the time allotted about one major question left for each of the panelists. So Roddy, I'm going to start with you and then work the way back down the list. So based on all of the Trump candidacy see. Promises, the pledge. I'm just going to read them out for the listeners. He promised to build a wall. He promised mass deportation, trade, 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 trade deals, repeal Obamacare, investigate and prosecute Hillary Clinton, a hiring freeze, banning all Muslims. Um, So not pictured there is any LGBTQ issues. So keeping in mind that his VP is Mike Pence, so just going down the list, I want every one of the panelists, between all the issues that you are personally afraid of in a Donald Trump presidency, I want you to tell me what, what issue is number one for you and what, what are you most afraid of, of a Trump presidency, starting with you, Roddy.
5: Oh, God.
1: There's so many, I well, know.
5: i <laughs> I probably have to say health insurance because... In the state see so many people have already lost their health insurance, me being one of them. So after the end of December, my policy is being completely cut. And under a Trump administration that is planning to cut Obamacare and it also does not support LGBTQ rights, me finding health insurance could be next to impossible.
1: Wow. Okay, uh, that that's totally a valid concern. Obamacare was a huge promise. Um, the only sunrise on that potential horizon is he may be willing to keep some of its key provisions. Thank you, Roddy. Uh, Mr. Rob Watson, um, there's such a big list there of campaign promises by Mr. Trump. What are you personally most afraid of from the Trump administration? Well, multiple
3: things. Um, like you said, I went over the LGBT issues last night on my show. And the ones that are going to be repealed back certainly immediately are the executive orders that Obama made on our behalf, particularly putting transgender kids at risk again throughout the country. That will be repealed. They are already working on it. They cannot touch Don't Ask, Don't Tell. They cannot touch same-sex marriage. They can do things to erode that. There will be a bill in Congress that will pass both houses. Trump has pledged to sign it. That will um, authorize legal discrimination based on "quote unquote" religious freedom. Um, that will be coming. They are a mess over Obamacare. They don't know what to do with it. They, they, you know, it, 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 it which is scary because they may do something and it'll be very, very bad, or they may muddle around and in, in fight for uh, several years and nothing will change. So that one is is a mystery. Um, certainly, anything with immigration that they touch will be bad. Um, uh, I have a feeling the most of the Republicans, however, will hamstring uh, Donald Trump and not allow him to go very, very far with that. Um, I think they will know that 's not good for them hillary's going to be safe she's not they 're not going to go after her that 's kind of a dead in the water issue already um, so that 's kind of my my input right there.
1: Thank you very much, Rob. Uh Mr. Doug, um from a pending Trump presidency, the man assumes the office January 20th, 2017. What frightens you or, or what are you hopeful for? Well, nothing
2: frightens me in the uh connotative sense of the word, but the uh the one thing I'm concerned about most is uh tough on crime and uh they, uh everybody uh, needs to be afraid because uh, it's easy to make anything a crime. And then those monsters that are tough on crime and not smart on crime will have you put away. And when I leave uh, this conversation, I'm headed straight to a screening of 13, which is uh, uh, a movie about uh, tough on crime and how the prisons are used to uh, uh, turn people into slaves today.
1: Right, right. Okay, very good. Thank you, Colleen. Uh, I know that we've had a few discussions on the various <laughs> scary things about the pending Trump administration. What, what, What's at the top of your list, or what makes the top two?
0: What makes the top two? I'm afraid of... Um, The extremists. That that is who I am afraid of right now because um, I've had people close to me already who have been um, targeted by sexism and racism. Um, So it's it's definitely a scary thing for me to live in a blue state and see that you know see people close to me being attacked their race and belittled because of their sex and then the other thing that I'm pretty concerned about is what, uh, what Pence could possibly do because as far as I've seen and heard he still believes in uh, what was it conversion therapy which is ridiculous so I'm yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. I I hear that you know, oh, Obamacare's not going anywhere. Um, I I hear, so I I can't exactly you know say yes or no, but it's heard that um, Trump doesn't want to do anything for you know he doesn't he doesn't want to take anything away from LGBTQ. He doesn't want to. He doesn't even want to build a wall anymore, which is weird. So I, what I'm hearing <laughs> is really strange. Like, it, it sounds like he wanted to go independent, but then was like, no. So he was buddying up with the DNC, and they were like, we really want Hillary. So then he goes, oh, what are Republicans like? Um, Hey, Republicans, vote for me. So that that is what I am uh, hearing. I can't say if it's true or not. But those are some things I'm okay. worried about.
1: Okay. Well, in the coming days, hours, weeks, months, and unfortunately, four years that we're all here, we're going to have to work together, build a coalition. Um, I want to thank our panel so much. Um, We're going to do this more often. Roddy Biggs, Rob Watson, Doug Bennett, Colleen Allen, thank you all. Uh, We are going to celebrate this moment uh, right now in terms of unity by playing a clip from Kate McKinnon, as hillary clinton singing leonard cohen's hallelujah on snl to play us out thank you all
6: i heard there was a secret chord that david played and it pleased the lord but you don't really care for music do you Maybe I've been here before. I've seen this room and I've walked this floor. I used to live alone before I knew you. I've seen your flag on the marble arch, and love is not a victory march. It's a cold and it's a broken. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I did my best, it wasn't much. I couldn't feel, so I tried to touch. I told the truth, I didn't come to fool you. Even though it all went wrong, I'll stand before the Lord of song with nothing on my tongue but Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. I'm not giving up, and neither should you.